0: She talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Hello, 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 all you people out there.
1: Hey, Char. Hey, Jace. How are you? I am A-OK. How are
0: you? I'm good. I am still probably in the process of recovering from the 28th birthday festivities. Um, yeah, pretty much people are... Pouring whiskey down my throat for about three days straight. My actual birthday was a hoot at Dave and Buster. Char was there in full yes. effect. and
1: Jace showed his ass. <laughs> but I had as so I much fun knew. at your birthday. It was a good mix. I noticed that Carson Kressley from Queer Eye from the Straight Guy <laughs> for the Straight Guy fame was there as well.
0: You know, people kept asking me, who else are you bringing out today? I didn't know he was coming. He's um, He's friends with one of my other friends. Yes. Are and... they dating? Um, I actually had that conversation with him the next day. They are not dating. Really? According to, they're just hanging out. But I, I knew, he told me that they met. I'll have, they had met a while ago. Okay. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe like three months. And then, um, yeah. It, it looked
1: very dated to me, but hey.
0: Hey, hey. we got friends and, you know. <laughs> There's but yes, affection- welcome welcome to 28. I'm very, very, very proud Thank of you. Thank you. We are both now 28 years old. That means two Ooh. years to 30. Baby. I feel like I've been in my 20s for such a long time. Me too. Like, people Me say, too. oh, your 20s just fly by. I'm like, I feel like I've been in my 20s for, like, maybe 20 years.
1: Yeah. I feel like everything. Like, I feel like my, what is it? Like, my teens. Um, I feel like I was in that for a long time, too.
0: Oh, see, my teens, I feel like that flew by. Uh-uh. I probably like I blinked my eyes and I was like 18. If years I look old. at the
1: span from 11 to 18, it seemed like forever. And I only say 11 because you know you start. It's like 10 to 10 to 20, 20 to 30 type yeah.
0: thing. Oh yeah, 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 like the 10 year gap. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens in two years when we are actually 30. We're like, wait, okay, well, remember my that 20s, two years ago? Yeah, my 20s do seem... But you know what? At 28, this isn't. This might be where it starts to pick up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're an associate's degree away from 30. Right. Because <laughs> like, we're
1: like, oh, yeah, our 20s, we're just kind of sitting here. And then, like you said, we're going to look up and it's like, next week I'll be 30
0: type thing. And engaged. Ooh. Um, baby. With prayer. Um, so we have a couple interesting topics to talk about today on Kiss Until Radio. Um... So, first of all, let me address this. So, last week we talked about, um, about you know, being physically intimate with friends, and we also asked for questions. Um, we're not going to exploit people about who we have been with. Those are examples, not means for exploitation. So, questions are something separate or follow-up questions from um, from what we've talked about, not who we fucking. So, and then I'm not telling you what Shar wants with my billion dollars. I did not win. Mm-hmm. Chino mm-hmm. Hills won. I was so angry. Um, but yeah. So we're gonna dive right in here. So first of all, speaking of relationships. So this question actually came to me, um, from one of my followers, and basically, I guess they're going through a situation where they're necessarily, necessarily, um, like the person that their friend is with um, for various reasons, and they were just kind of like, well, I don't know how vocal I should be, about, you know, addressing this person is this, you know, I feel like you know your friend more than anybody else, so, Mm -hmm. and if they're not happy. I mean, I've I've been in this situation before myself where people haven't liked someone who I was, you know, with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people have said things. I think after the breakup was when everyone just became very vocal Mm -hmm. about how they felt about the situation where I was like, well, it's already over, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, how do you kind of feel about you know, if you had a friend, you're, you're, you're Judy, and, you know, she is dating this person that you don't necessarily care for.
1: It's so funny that we're talking about this because last week on The Talk, CBS's uh, show The Talk, Julie Chen was saying that she didn't like one of her, she's one of the hosts, and she was saying that once upon a time, one of her friends was dating someone, and she didn't like him, and she bad-mouthed him to the friend, and then they ended up breaking up, but then ended up getting engaged and like, this whole stuff, like, she felt bad because she had already, like, dragged him. (laughs) That's just a little side story, but like everything's cool now. Like she made a little joke about it. But with me, I think that I guess from the outside looking in, unless it's doing the relationship is a toxic one, unless it's negatively affecting you, you won't really get me to speak up. Unless you're my family. And if my sisters are dating someone that I don't particularly care from, I, for, I'm going to say something to them in confidence about it. Friends, listen, we're grown. Like I said, Hello. unless unless uh, the, the person that you're dating is causing some type of harm physically, emotionally, you know, things when I say emotionally, like. If they're like verbally putting you down. Right, like are Right. If this is some Eve, Faith Evans, love is blind type stuff, I'm going to say something. Um, other than that, if we just don't mix or I don't like the way that they talk to you, that to me that's on you. And you right. all can take that how you want to, but I don't feel like that's my place to really if you are fine with it, then you know it's just like, you know. Yeah. I mean I definitely worth me agree. Anything. It's like
0: for me. My relationship is not up for discussion. Like this is not a group forum to talk about how who Jace's boo is or and how they should not or should be together. We're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. So like if he's if I'm getting beat down, sure, yeah, like um, so let's talk about that. Or you know if he is dealing with like alcohol issues or whatever the case may be, point those out, sure, because you're looking out for me. But if he does not like the person, it's because of who they are. Um, this is a coop. Like mm-hmm. this is me and this other person, yeah. and there's really no room for the people's judgments or you know. And if I was on the other side, look on the other, the other side of my friend was dating somebody like that, you know. I mean, whatever, whatever. Um, I think people just get really hung up and kind of selfish when it comes to what they want for other people when it's really what other people want for themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call it selfish though. I don't know if I would call it selfish. Because if you're someone that I love and that I care for, I want the best for you. So if you're mm -hmm. dating someone who I I don't think is the best for you, I don't think that that's selfish. But then again, it's not my place as an adult. Now, if you would have had this conversation with me 10, 15 years ago, I would have been all for saying something. But as an adult, no, because people do what works for them. That person may know you on a different mm -hmm. level than I know you. That per- You know what I'm saying? So it's, I've never crossed that line with you. I'm assuming we've never gotten intimate. Like, I haven't crossed that line with you. So that person may be doing something for you that I can't do as a friend. Right. And I have, you know, I got to respect that. Even if I feel like he's utter trash and he's ruining your credit and cheating on you and bringing back diseases in the bed. Like, that. Oh. that's what you <laughs> I wouldn't say anything I wouldn't say but also I'm also that friend that you can't come and complain to I think I've said this on this show before you can't I'm not that friend who you can come and sit on the corner of my couch or the corner of my bed and repeatedly talk in circles about the same shit that I just advised you on last week like no No, we're not doing this lesson again you should have run the first time that's when I and I feel like that that is polarizing to a lot of people because I'm I'm very uh I'm you know I'm a conversationalist and I, I feel like I'm a nurturer nat by nature and but uh, you want to repeat but no oh no I don't repeat anything <laughs> no mm-mm. and I'm not I don't I don't I'm a firm believer in not having my time wasted because I don't think that I I don't like wasting other people's time. So you repeatedly coming to me singing the same swan song about the same sorry ass nigga, pardon my language. I don't really (laughs) like using that word, but I feel like for the context of this conversation about the same fuck boy drama, then you know, no, girl. And over and over I try. And over and over you'll be telling a different friend because I'm not the friend for that. I don't fall in that category. So
0: you wouldn't be the person, because like I know some people are getting married now, you wouldn't be the person like, oh, I object at a wedding. No. Would you show up?
1: I would show up because I'm going to support you as my friend. I
0: don't support this
1: union, per se. Right. But, I mean, hey, there's hors d'oeuvres and champagne. Hello. And you are my friend, and I'm going to celebrate this milestone. And then I feel like a lot of the times, things are said without having to be said. Right. You know your friend, so you already know if I approve it. Without me even having to say it. You should be able to tell based off of my body language. And just, like I said, little subtle subconscious little things. You know your friends. Right. So you know if your friends are just putting on a brave face, faking the funk, or you know if they genuinely like someone. Right. I, be- I believe that.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's family, definitely be, I would be more vocal. Yes. If it's family, because you're always more protective over your family. Yes. Um, or at least I am, per se. But, I mean, when it comes to friends, like, that's you. You're grown. We're grown. If that's what you want, then go ahead um so kind of switching over to race stacy dash so my birthday was on wednesday so is stacy dash's and that same exact day social that media, was her birthday that was her birthday oh wow social media trolled her rightfully so rightfully so for some ignorant comment she said um saying that there should not be a bet there should not be a black history month um this woman constantly just says the most wildest shit and i don't know where she got the platform or the leverage for i think people now at this point are interviewing her just so she could make an ass of herself because everyone that interviews her disagrees with her
1: but they also like her to sort of be this this mouthpiece for the black community I feel like that because the black. I feel like mainstream media is always looking for a spokesperson, always mm-hmm. looking for a spokesperson in um, minority communities. They tried to make Caitlyn Jenner the trans spokesperson. Like they're always looking for a spokesperson. So Fox I don't think they're News, looking
0: for that out of Stacey Dash. Though. I do.
1: I do. I feel like certain white people Fox News will back up if they have like a Mark Lamont Hill on their show and he's saying the real shit. They're going to say, "Well, Stacey said," because that's in their receipt. That's in their tucked away in their video library and they're going to use that as a mouthpiece for the black community. I do. I I think certain white people do look at Stacey Dash as that and they're not interviewing her just to make an ass out of herself because there is a huge chunk of America that firmly agrees with her. So...
0: Mm, I don't know. I just I've seen a few interviews. I think every interview that you know that she does go on. A lot of the times she starts talking and talking. and She just sounds very you know articulate. But then the interviewer is like, "Well, these are the facts." Mm-hmm. So she went on an interview with I'm I forgot what her name was, but it was about um, women's rights. And she was like, "You know, women need to stop." to with com- yeah. the wage gap. And she was like, um, "You know, women need to stop complaining about." It. and She was like, "Well, you know, complaining." We're making seventy five cents to the man's dollar, mm-hmm. like these that's are white not, women black right. women
1: from what I read made made less mm-hmm.
0: so I think that I it's mean it's a
1: systematic thing, but
0: from the interviews I've seen, like the interviewer kind of paints her to be just this like
1: an an Coulter.
0: right, just delusional and just like, okay, we're gonna let her talk, but then like we're gonna let like all right, but that's not what happens when shes a she is a fox <laughs> correspondent.
1: So they're not going to refute anything that she says. She, you are my peer, you're my mm-hmm. colleague, Meredith Vieira. I think she was ABC, or so, and Meredith is very liberal. Meredith, you know, she used to be the moderator. She was the original moderator of The View. So that's very different versus if we're both on Fox and you're a correspondent and I'm an anchor on Fox. I'm not going to argue with you. Right.
0: I don't know. I think she's crazy, and I think that she has a little bit of, um, I mean does she have a point no Do you think no points at all no absolutely not
1: because her argument was you can't say that you want uh either you want integration or you want segregation you can't have things like BET awards and the NAACP awards and things like this if they're going to keep uh further dividing us but that's not the case because white people and other people who are not black win BET awards and NAACP awards all the time and cover black publications. Well, not all the time, but th- as far as those awards are cons- concerned, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Hell, Sam Smith just got Best New Artist at the BET Awards last sure did. year. Mm-hmm. Sophia Vergara, Sandra Bullock, Justin Timberlake. There are tons of people who have won both BET and NAACP awards, and it's also important that we have Black History because Black a uh, Black History Month because Black History isn't taught. So that was a right. fucking dumbass point too because White History is 365. 24/7, 365. So Black History Month still is relevant and still is so necessary to today's curriculum we because we don't talk about it in school. People don't know anything aside from slavery, right. and Black history is so rich; it goes so far beyond slavery. So everything that she said was a load of bullshit to me, and fuck her. Well,
0: there we go. Char says it. I'm um, sorry that just
1: got me so mad. No, I could I tell you. It. You
0: were just just hot. No, I think yeah, she, we're gonna keep. Um, and she Stacey covered Dash black publications.
1: Playlist. She's been on the cover of fucking King. We well, saw BT sent that tweet. Like, Can we have our checks back? And they also played a marathon of video uh, on BT jams. They played every video, every hip hop video Stacey Dash has ever been mm-hmm. in. Hashtag never forget. So Stacey, you never forget. You were on the game. You were on Single Ladies. You were a lead actress on Single Ladies with Lisa. M- Girl, I don't want not to talk about her no more. I don't want talk about her no more, because you ain't had no problem collecting that black check. So, on those black mm-hmm. networks, I'd even venture to say VH1, Amy, is a black ne- network. Well,
0: VH1 got Love they Hip Hop, but, the, I mean, it's become more...
1: But I'm saying, they don't have diverse programming. Everything nah. that VH1 pumps out, their, de- their primary demographic is black people. Right. Everything, from basketball wives to Love and Hip Hop, everything VH1 pumps out. That is their target demo, African-Americans. So, girl, you can save all of that horse shit that you were talking.
0: From the mouth of a shark. Um, so, speaking of, so, the Macklemore song. We just listened to the song um, White Privilege 2, which, I mean, can someone let us know there's a White Privilege 1? our whole thing is just coming down like the Tower of Babel. Um, no, so, Mac made a song called White Privilege, but he is basically kind of expressing that, you know, his white privilege and dis Iggy Azalea and, um... Miley Cyrus, Miley and Cyrus Elvis, Elvis Which, actually, I My saw... My
1: name. I thought it was gonna be more of a subliminal dig. But oh, no, no, no he like said it? their
0: name. He, he don't care. Um... And I thought it was very interesting. Uh D Ray, if you don't know who that is, uh following him on Twitter. He's one of the huge McKinnison,
1: I think that's his last name, D. McInneson? Ray. McKinnison, if I'm not mispronouncing that. Yeah. Not
0: D. Ray the comedian. No, no. This no, no, is no. the he's one, of, one the black of the leaders in the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And then also Michael, this kinda of popped up on in the industry because of Michael Arsenault um out in New York, um, wrote a piece on it. And, you know, Michael's approach uh was kind of like, you know I listened to the song one time. And um by the
1: way it's an 8 minute song y'all so. 8 minutes like I,
0: 8 minutes and 39 seconds. Yeah, I listened to, I listened I read the lyrics and then listened to some of it. It's very um Travis said Kanye West is giving me Jesus Walks.
1: It's it's giving me very Kanye. The production, not his flow, the Jesus production. Jesus Walks.
0: Um so uh, do you think that it was a good idea for him to come like, make this song or like from a white man saying, like you know, I have white privilege, and you guys are pretty much taking um, African American black music and diluting it and not making it, you know, good for or for be. marketing
1: purposes. Absolutely, because we were talking about this prior to uh, recording this show, and I think that if the same song was recorded by like a J. Cole or a Kendrick Lamar, it would have garnered attention amongst the community. But because it's coming from Macklemore. White people, save your rapper, you know, the safe one. He's not an Eminem. He's a safe one. So because this message is coming from him, it's going to reach a broader audience. Even though one might argue that it might not based on the title alone. I never even heard White Privilege One. So I don't know what this continuation is. But um, I feel like it'll, like I said, it's going to reach a uh, broader audience. It's actually genius and... Like we didn't get through the whole song, but the overall message, I didn't see a problem with. Mm-mm. I didn't see a problem with when we skimmed through some of the lyrics. I didn't. I really didn't see an issue. I didn't think Macklemore was out of line. Um, but like I said, we skimmed. I didn't pick apart the song. So
0: well, I mean, I think the song has been made several times before by black artists. Like this whole concept is nothing new. But it was. Kind gonna of gonna like, be I'm all saying, right, right. Lamar. right? Exactly. But like I think kind of I was saying before. Relating it to, like, a Caitlyn Jenner. Like, there's been issues with, you know, black trans women forever. But it took Caitlyn Jenner, the, you know, white woman who was on the Kardashians, to really bring attention to the trans community after all of this time. When this stuff is Mm -hmm. nothing new. And this stuff has been an issue for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, I think, hopefully, with the progression of this song and people listening to it. And actually, because, I mean, this stuff is nothing new. I remember taking Americans... American Studies course, my freshman year of college. It was my first class, all the freshman year, and just kind of learning, like, you know, with all like rock and roll and all that, how like Elvis, like, kind of took the music and they would just take music from, you know, black people and redo it and make Mm -hmm. it their own and just kind of steal it. And so, I mean, nowadays, I think that, you know, the behind the scenes of it, you know, we we're talking about you know like Justin Bieber, like all his lyricists are like black. Not I mean not all of them, but a majority of them. And like black people have such a huge influence on music. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, take it or leave it. I love Justin Bieber. I'm not gonna ever be like, oh, I hate Justin. Like his new album is fire. Um, but I definitely do think that there is a privilege that comes with being Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I think that oh, is so that...
1: One can't even argue that. Right.
0: You can't even argue that. Right. Seriously. Statistically, right, the yeah, facts yeah. are facts. But the fact that Macklemore addressed that he has that privilege, I think was pretty dope. Yes. And kudos to Macklemore. Absolutely. I'm for it. Um, so this, Shar says this is going to be her, her favorite topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mr. Odell Beckham Jr., aka Bay. So recently, so Odell, he, how old is he? Do you know how old he is?
1: Odell, I don't know. He looks like he might be our age, actually. Really? Like I thought he was younger. 28. I feel like he's somewhere 24 to 28.
0: Yeah, some like that. But basically, like he and his, you know, friends, he's been, you know, associated with uh, Trey Songs, who. Mm, pause. Um, as well as Ugh. Drake. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't stand Trey Songs.
1: Why can't you stand Trey Songs? He's just so problematic to me. Some of the things he said. He's homophobic, trans, just like Bow Wow. But I can stomach Bow Wow a little bit more than Trey Songs. Trey Songs literally. He, he had. I like some of his music.
0: I'm gonna. Ooh. God bless you. I've heard some stories.
1: I have too. Several stories. About Tremaine. Mm hmm. Oh, I have too that's why i just said god Tremaine. bless
0: him mm-hmm. well there it is god bless um him. but you know these videos came out i think he made a video with his friend they were dancing around like one of their friends said like yes bitch and people kind of just like oh my god he's gay um we're going this man is gay or not i don't care i do think he's still gay regardless of what he wants to suck a dick or, you know, fuck a pussy. I don't really care. But I, for I think one, that... I want to
1: go on record to say I, I do not think Odell is gay. I don't.
0: I don't think he I is feel either, like but people... like, I don't really care more than that.
1: I feel like within communities, people, especially within the Black community, Black men are policed way harder than white men. Oh, and of course. I feel like if Odell was white, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Well, it you know, just like the Channing Tatum thing. Like, he, exactly. there's
0: several videos of Channing Tatum voguing, and he just did the thing where Beyonce popped out on stage, where he's literally in Beyonce's outfit with full gold, drag. full drag, full, like d- hair, with a Kim makeup. Wig.
1: <laughs> but seriously, and everybody thought. You know, and the, what's so crazy is the same people I saw dragging Odell and attacking Odell online were the same people who thought Channing's drag performance of "Run the World" was so cute and right. just oh my god. So I mean, like I said, it's it's just a matter of just ignorance and stupidity, if you ask, and double standard, a very very oh, yeah. twisted Absolutely. double standard.
0: Absolutely no! I think that black men need to be more masculine, and that when I mean, that can go into a whole another like series of like tops and bottoms and that like because you know if you look at uh, actually we actually have this conversation the other and
1: masculinity day, if, is subjective, just like femininity. Right. Black men can't. A lot of black men can't get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't get away with anything. I know some black women who, if a man even has his wrist, just the slightest like, oh, he has to be gay. Like little textbook mannerisms that are so dated mm-hmm. and come from a place of ignorance and come from a place of of violence, if you will. Um, it's just stupid. It's very, very stupid to me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very
1: Odell looks like he's having fun. He looks like someone in his twenties who's having fun and God damn it, if he wants to wear a bedazzled Air Force Ones and a mesh top on a yacht with and some tear. And whip and Nene, he should be allowed to without mm-hmm. having his sexuality policed without being damned. And then it's like people waste so much energy on on him. Like, if you don't like him, if you think he's gay, and you're a woman who has a problem with that, then you should have written him off a long time ago. But it's a lot of the same women I see. Women can be trolls when it comes to men and their sexuality. Right. Well, I mean, gay men are trolls, too. Yes, that is true. <laughs> gay men sometimes, and this is... This is a blanket stereotype, but I know it to be true based on my lived experiences. A lot of, well, I'm going to say some gay men uh, paint every guy with the same brush, meaning, oh, he treated me like a human being. He must be living for me. Yes. He Mm -hmm. must like me because straight men don't treat my gay ass like an actual person. Right. right. They don't have conversations with my gay ass. Be it, unless they're living for me or they want, and that's not the case. I know plenty of straight men who, and you know, I can even throw that stereotype to trans women too. There are plenty of cisgender, straight identified males who can talk to you, be cool with you, and they don't have to like you. It's right. not a sexual thing. So yeah, you're right. Gay men can troll too when it comes to sexuality.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was very interesting. The other day, I went to a, a event that Revenge Throws every Tuesday. And um, we were talking about, you know, the image of black gay couples versus, you know, white gay couples. And how usually in black gay couples, there's a masculine one and a feminine one. And usually, quote-unquote, it's the feminine one who's the bottom, then the masculine one who's mm-hmm. the top. When in, you know, white relationships, they kind of look like just two look likes
1: mm-hmm. well I've also noticed like on social media a lot of the black couples being praised are both um both of the um men are masculine, masculine. Mm-hmm. right like right, those right, are the right, ones right. that really get praised right. Instagram do numbers and yes you know so right. it goes into that whole I think it goes into that whole mindset where right. people do not value femininity is looked at as a less than when right. it's actually when it black a pro now.
0: right that's really sad.
1: It is, but that is unfortunately the way of the world.
0: I think there's a pro- needs to be some type of progression in that like department because there's a lot of feminine. I'm dudes. sure there
1: are, there will be, because there's been a lot of gender non-conforming conversation taking place within the last two years. Right. Even with Jaden signing that deal with oh, Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, who women is like the wear face of women. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he is kind of um not making him a spokesperson but for his generation i've noticed that there's been a lot more oh he's gay so what not talking about Jaden, but you know i used to work Uh, in the school district i used to work in the school district and um with me growing up in chicago i wasn't bullied per se but it was a very very big deal that i was so 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 feminine in Mm -hmm. presentation and in manner and now there are girls walking around like when i was at that middle school there were girls walking around a certain way and boys were walking around a certain way and it was literally nothing right so it's like they don't see it now well they see it but they don't get like they these kids are very smart okay they recognize your difference but it's not a big deal right and that is what i've noticed versus where you you know when we were in school you might get pointed at and laughed at or teased or heckled You don't see that now. Well, at least I did not in my experience. I didn't see it. And if I did, it was very, very rare. And the person that was doing that form of bullying was kind of, like, looked at, like, dude, what's your problem? You know, she's still a cool girl or he's still a cool guy. Like, what's the big deal?
0: Nowadays. Nowadays. Okay, yeah. Like, back in the day, no, that was not the case. No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Nowadays,
1: it's been a a definite shift in the culture as it pertains to gender nonconforming and LGBT issues. Right.
0: Yeah, because there's a whole another. I mean, LGBT XYZ LMNOP. You know, yeah. they're at an all. And types. And then be... even with the um the thing at um, where were we at? Malls of Pride, where I called the.
1: You called uh them
0: a she. Yes, I called them a she. I was like, let me say this correctly: them a she. Yeah.
1: And I find that even when I was, like, trying, like, little dating things, like, you know, like, little apps and stuff, a lot of the people that were sliding into my messages were young as hell. I'm talking 18 to 23. Didn't care that Did I a was. a girl? Rob the cradle. First of all, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Mm-mm. I, but anyway, eighteen to twenty-three. That's what a is whole your other age show. range? That's a whole What's other your,
0: show. Other, no, let's talk about it. What's your age range? You know what? <laughs>
1: I think at twenty-eight, I would like because you know boys mature slower than girls. um But I would, I would take a twenty-three and up. I'm not dating anyone younger. You would date someone younger. I would date. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm not confining myself to people my age or older. As I'm playing, I'm in a different set of shoes right now. Mm-hmm. So if someone is interested in me who's 23, 24, or 25, I'm going, to, I, I'm going to consider giving them a chance.
0: How old are your sisters?
1: My sisters uh, are 23. Ooh. That's five years younger than me.
0: See, I think that's where I, like, check out. Because I remember, like, in high school... Well, you
1: play by a different set of rules. I know. You play by a totally different set of rules. Because, like, I remember, like,
0: my sister saw some girl I was dating at grad night. And that freaked me out. Mm -mm. And I was in college.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't trip over that. And when I look at so many women like Wendy Williams, I think her husband is seven years younger than her. And they've been together for almost 20 years. Like when I look at certain things, it's like
0: mm.
1: I really don't. And I'm in no position to really turn anyone down. <laughs> but I find that.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. A lot
1: of um, a lot of people that are my age or older than me, like older than me, they're trying to control me or fetishize me and the same age as me, I feel like it's... They don't even look at me, actually. Um, But the The same age
0: as you don't look at you. Yes. People who are, like, Mm in
1: their 20s, like, late 20s, don't even look at me. But men that are older than me just literally are trying to fetishize me or um, control me. And I have one father, and he is in my life. And that is who, you know, I have those conversations with. Now, younger guys, I they they tend to not only be a little bit more romantic in their approach mm-hmm. but a little bit more romantic in how they go about things i've had younger guys send me flowers every two days like in their pursuit right. it's a little bit more romance a little bit more of that that chivalry attached to them and i think it comes because they're from not a place, jaded yet <laughs> i think it comes from a place of respect i feel like younger guys really respect me
0: mm-hmm. um
1: Face value or they look at me as like, no, no, even though I am no nonsense, I feel like it's because it's the way that they approach and it's not like an elderly, elderly thing or it's not like a, oh, Char's my mom type thing. It's very, Stella got her groove, you you remember when Stella got her groove back, how Winston, that was the character's name, mm-hmm. he was so romantic as, in his approach to get Stella. Right. That is literally, I'm a living testament to that with dating younger guys. Well, I haven't dated anyone younger, but I've talked to guys that are younger than me. Oof. They're way more romantic.
0: Well, because they're not jaded yet. I think, like, it's funny because we having this conversation. You
1: can, be, you can be jaded. I know plenty of people who were 23, Ooh. 24 who had been through the ringer. Hello? I was in under. We were in undergrad with people 23, 24 who had been through all different types of stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: A mess. But the longer that it is, the more. Because I remember when I was... I remember, I'll never forget this, when I was um, younger, I was maybe... 22 and I was seeing this guy who was 28 maybe and I remember him telling me like you know like one day you're gonna look up and be like oh well niggas ain't shit and but then, I don't believe
1: that to be true that's to me that's all perception it's all perception, that's all perception but because like I haven't I had a boyfriend that... I haven't had a boyfriend in a decade this upcoming May and I am not bitter or jaded towards men in any way
0: because in hmm. any
1: way I'm not.
0: I know, I know you I don't even think you should, but I think that I'm not bitter towards men, but I definitely have a sense of jaded just because of the situations that I have been in. The numerous situations that I've been in. And I've put my all into these situations and yet and still they did not work out multiple times. So like that's kind of where, you know, for me, even going on a date, I'm just mm-hmm. like uh well like what are we doing? Like I don't really I'm it's kind of like... Yeah, I'm more I'm more realistic with the approach. I will say that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking to, you know, be romanticized and da-da-da-da. Like, I'm just like, hi, this is who I am as a person, and this is who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Is this going to work or not? That's kind of like how I am now, versus me putting more effort into making something work mm-hmm. when, you know, I'm kind of following the guidelines that I've been socialized to, you know, no. Got you.
1: Well, I, for speaking for me... I don't really um, follow any sort of guideline because if I did, I believe that I would be in a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. I don't follow, you know, I I want march to the beat of my own drum. But what I will say is I do appreciate the element of romance. Yes, we can cut to the chase and be like, this is who you are. This is who I am. But I like, I enjoy being pursued. I enjoy uh, fluff conversation just as much as I enjoy real rip off the band-aid conversation <laughs> so that's just where i'm at right now but i don't think that these guys are being romantic to me be- because life hasn't hit them where it hurts yet I-, I don't believe that i believe that they honestly like
0: me no they do like you Nothing so with the way like you has, treat somebody is there's
1: this one guy who you know has been pursuing me for a while and there's no i don't feel i know what i need out of a man And because I do not feel objectified or sexualized, he's 24. Okay. So he's four years younger than me. And because I don't feel like it's the way he talks to me, it's so sweet, but it's so firm. Mm -hmm. Like he's playful, but it's real type Mm -hmm. thing. And it doesn't feel like, like I said, I don't feel objectified. If I want to send him a nude, it's because I want to. It's not necessarily because he asked for it. Ooh, and the same for me. Shaky,
0: shaky. The
1: same for, I mean, they're tasteful nudes. If mm-hmm. they ever leak, it's just like, okay. All right. It's nothing with me doing anything incriminating, so. Well, I'm um, for I'm it. not worried. Maybe I need but, to find
0: someone younger.
1: But I'm saying, um, like I said, I know what works for me, and not everything works for everybody. Right.
0: I don't know what works for me yet. I'm still getting to that place.
1: I'm going to say I feel like Because we're constantly evolving as mm-hmm. people. I feel like right now, in where I'm at, on, on the last week of January,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I know what works for me. I feel like I'm going to find my husband this year. Oh, speak I'm going to speak it. I'm going to find my husband this year. Claim it. Claim it in Jesus' name. All right. Well, I mean, we've talked about a lot. That was good. what about twenty eight What's your goals for twenty eight do you, ooh, do What's you want my what for twenty eight your goals okay what did you did you feel a shift when you turned? 28? No, I
1: didn't I didn't
0: really it
1: it's literally been just like another day to me. I really did not feel anything and which is weird because normally I feel like this ritualistic rebirth type thing' That's my birthday is literal neighbors with new Year's right um' it's like but your no, second breath of It's like it just kept going. The, the the days just kept going. Um my personal goals for twenty eight would be uh to continue doing what I'm I what I love.
0: Amen. I'm
1: not in any rush to get a partner. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not anything that's gonna leave me playing Mary J. Blige and smoking a blunt and <laughs> mascara running down my face. Um, but I would love to continue doing what I love and get a fatter check and to travel more. I'd say those are my goals for two thousand eight. Bookings. Bookings. More bookings.
0: <laughs> Booked.
1: My my uh goals for twenty eight for twenty sixteen. So yeah.
0: Hey Amen. I'm for I definitely felt a shift. I think you I You did. did. I did. I felt a shift. And mm. I think it was more of like my shift was It was just another level of just, like, cut the shit with people Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, Whether that's friends, family, or just me, or myself. Mm -hmm. You know, just, like, you know, just be more realistic and be more honest with the situation than you are. Because, like, I know you call me pessimistic, but... You mm-hmm. know, I have big goals and I have big dreams. And, like, sometimes I don't necessarily see the exact route. And I'm like, I'm very impatient. Who, I want everything Who sees the
1: now. exact route at anything, Jace?
0: I know, but I'm just very hands-on and I'm very impatient. And so, like, when I, someone tells me no, I'm like, well, don't tell me no. I'm going to figure it out myself. But mm-hmm. sometimes no just means, like, no, like, sit your ass down and, like, listen. And, like, take the necessary steps. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. 'Cause like even my book comes out soon. Um, but that's supposed to be released last year. And I remember having a conversation with the guy, like, all right, sit down, work on Kiss and Tell, you could release the book next year or when it's when it's ready. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, now it's in the process of like I'm shoot for it next on Tuesday. On Thursday, sorry. Really? Yeah. Let's shoot the shoot the back cover. Um That is so exciting. Yeah, Congratulations. Um, the editor is into chapter three right now. So she'll be finished editing on Wednesday when the session releases. And the graphic designer is all set. She's working on the cover, all that jazz. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And this is all, this book has been written literally. It's a novel. It's called Absolutely Me. It's been mm-hmm. written for, it's been finished for well over a year. Wow. And I started writing it when I was 22. So nothing's
1: changed I feel like if I wrote a book at twenty two and oh, just finished, like I'd be constantly removing and adding things. Oh yeah, had. Like I
0: unless I, I started it and I didn't touch it for years. Okay. I and mean, then like I was like, Oh, this is this is what it is now. So I realized what I was writing. Mm-hmm. I didn't I was just writing to write And then Gotcha, and it I, kinda organically formed into yeah, this would be a good book. Right. So that's kinda where it's at. But we're gonna close out, we're gonna Shar gotta run and do her other her gigs today. Um, so we're going to close out, if you have any questions again, do not ask me who I have slept with and what Char wants with my billion dollars I did not win, but if you have any other questions, please let us know, tweet us, email us jacebarron at jacebarron jacebarron.com, also the new katnetworks.com is up and running there will be a new blog post every Friday Um, just going over everything, we highlight different people, interviews stuff like that, from different writers across the nation, so check that out as well Char? You can find me at
1: Char Says So on everything, basically. (laughs) And, yeah, you can talk to me there. Tweet me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me.
0: All right. Take care, guys.
1: Bye, y'all. Bye.